Are you ready, Freddy? Yes. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast of Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host and non-mobster, Samuel Bren. And I can't speak for the person beside me, but maybe he can speak for himself. Brandon Ellis and I have zero mob connections as well. I guess I, I guess I have more mob connections than you in a weird way. You are. You are. <laughs> Which is not a good thing, but I don't have much connection. Just just barely. Barely. Uh, uh, Brandon, I had something funny to tell you. I was selling something on the Facebook Marketplace, so you know it's a good story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just to make it better, I met the guy at a Walmart. <laughs> so I'm selling my old phone, my old cell phone, and I meet this guy at a Walmart, and he said he doesn't have a phone. That's why he's buying mine, and he had to take a cab to get there. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so we get there. And the guy's like, you said cash only, right? And I was like, yes, sir. He said, all right, let's go inside to go to the ATM. So we go inside the Walmart and go to the ATM to get cash. And I noticed his hand was bandaged. And I said, oh, what's, uh, I was like, is your hand okay? He said, yeah, my girlfriend stabbed me yesterday. I was like, what? I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, notice how he didn't say ex-girlfriend. He said girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I want us to make sure we heard that correctly. That's not okay. That's not safe. You know, yeah. I didn't ask any more. I probably should have. I'm sure there's two sides of both stories, but all I'm saying is his side had a had a hand that was stabbed, apparently. So was his phone working till yesterday is the real question. I I don't know. I don't think I wanted to know. Yeah, sometimes you just don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yep. I asked too many already. <laughs> what you having to drink there, Brand Dog? Oh, just just some water, man. Oh, from a fancy glass. <laughs> well, Brandon, I have a good trivia for us today. And, uh, you know, if you have trouble, I can I can help you a little bit. But I think you can do well on this one. I'm going to ask I'm you. Ready. I'm ready. Good. I'm going to ask you top 10, top 10 most circulation newspapers in the United States. So the most popular newspapers in the U.S. by circulation. So most, you know, I don't know if you want to say that's successful. That that's probably a good argument to make. But best-selling newspapers, as far as like most being sold. The Economist. Okay. Um, <laughs> the World. The no, world just trying, the. Uh, what? No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm just going to go off whatever. Yeah. Remember, Economist and the World News, is that what you said? The World News, the New Yorker, New York Times. Okay. Uh, USA Today. So there's five. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw BBC in there. I know they're not newspaper-esque, but maybe it's in there. Okay. No, uh, that's probably more Great Britain. Um, other papers. Uh, think, uh, uh, if you want to hint, think, you know, cities. For lack of better, because some of them maybe you don't know, but you might know the city. Washington Post. Okay. Yeah. So that's seven. Uh, my fingers up right now, trying to figure them out. I got three more. Mm -hmm. uh, three good ones. You know, San Francisco Times. Why not? Okay. That's all right. Uh, you never know. The 
the Houston one. I know Houston's a big circulation, but I know it's not right. Uh, and then for last but not least, what last but not least, um, I think it's in the times already. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, oh my gosh. You're saying today. Oh, I thought, did you not say that one already? We'll throw it as a double just in case. (laughs) Okay. So most circulating newspapers, you are correct at number one, USA Today. Mm. They sell over 2 million, over 2 million. Another okay. one that sells over two million is the Wall Street Journal. Oh, the Wall Street Journal. That's I was okay. Reading that this morning. Uh, yeah. Oh man! Now I'm impressed you read newspapers. So. Well, it's, it's yeah. online. Yeah, I know, and I'm sure that's <laughs> part of their circulation. Uh, but I'm still impressed, Brandon. Let me be impressed by you. Thank, um, you. thank you. I think you named the third one. They sell over a million, so there's some big drop-offs after this. But the New York Times, the New York Times. I did say that one. Number four, the Los Angeles Times. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. you know I said San Francisco. I knew that was wrong. No, I mean, now San Francisco did not break top 10, but I'm pretty sure it was like a top 15 or 20. So you weren't far off. Okay. Uh, number four, or sorry, number five, the New York Post. Oh, New I York forgot Post. the Post. The Post. Number six, Daily News. Really? Mm-hmm. Number seven, Washington Post, which you said. Number eight, Chicago Tribune. Chicago Tribune. That's right. Our third biggest city. But number nine, you did get surprised. You're probably surprised. You got the Houston Chronicle. Oh, my God. So there you go. There you go. Uh, And that's at about 500,000. So there's a huge drop off, you know. Um, And then number 10, the Arizona Republic. So that may be one of my best showings I've ever had. Yeah, I think you got at least half right. So I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you do well in the history ones. And then, like, if I throw a sports or TV, you know, we get some we get some hits or misses. <laughs> uh, I'm a one-trick pony, folks. One-trick, <laughs> one-trick pony. pony. Well, Brandon, I think you're going to be excited because today's I threw a twist. I'm mm. pushing the boundary of our podcast, for better or for worse. Good. We got to push it. We well, we'd love forward. to hear from the fans about their take, if uh, if we're going in the right direction or not. But, uh, you know, occasionally we got to throw in a fun one. And I have decided to do Captain Blackbeard. Ooh, <laughs> that's right. A pirate. A pirate. I did not see that one coming, folks. Again, I did not know this before. You guys Let's hear your best uh, pirate accent, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to do Captain Blackbeard. And uh, his is interesting because I have a lot of information on his crimes and his death, but the beginning we do not have a lot of info. <laughs> it's more, it's very legend says this and that says that, or history, general history outline. So we're going to give it our best shot. But Captain Blackbeard, Brandon. So Captain Blackbeard, as I said earlier, we don't know much about his early life. It's all speculation. Uh, Historians believe our best guess is the man behind the beard is a guy named Edward Teach or Edward Thatch. They've heard Teach, Thatch. uh, I think they've had a few other spellings of those, but they believe it was a guy named that. And he was maybe born in the 1600s in Bristol, England. 1680 is their best guess. And they're really not sure about Bristol, England. (laughs) 
But um, so when we first hear about Captain Blackbeard in history, it's thought that he was active as a privateer for the British during the War of the Spanish Succession. And um, that's where he starts to get famous is after that as a pirate in 1716. So, Brandon, first off, for our audience, do you know what a privateer is um, for ships and such? I do. So, a privateer uh, was basically a legalized pirate from the country. So, oh, okay. a private citizen or citizen that, you know, say England would say you can go and raid shipping from Spain or something like that and do it legally. I do, so, I do yeah. wonder if that's how we see a lot of pirates get their start. Is It sounds like being a mercenary almost, like a hired, like, it, from the government. It actually is, and a lot of these wars started because you'd be a privateer, and then the war would end, and you'd have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but they you still had, you know, you got used to it, so you're like, well, I'm still going to keep writing. Yeah, because I'm good at it. I have the resources, and, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. um so, Brandon, can you tell us about the Spanish succession and what that entailed? Yes. So, the War of Spanish Succession was fought between 1701 and 1714. It started when Charles II of Spain died, and he died childless. So, typically, you would pass on mm-hmm. the helm of the country to king or queen uh, based off of family lineage. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have any kids, and he was the last of the Spanish Habsburgs. So, the war was a struggle to determine who was going to lead the Spanish Empire. And at this time, uh, Spain was not just the country that is on the Iberian Peninsula. It stretched around the world with colonies all over the world. And so it was a big deal about who was going to take over. And it was between Philip of Anjouan and Charles of Austria. Philip was French. Charles was Austrian slash the leader of the Holy Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So it was a big deal about whoever took over this place. Mm-hmm. And so basically there was a war between their allies and them. So on one side was Charles with the Holy Roman Empire, Great Britain, the Dutch Republic, and Prussia. And on the other side was Philip with France, uh, Bavaria, and Spain. And basically the ultimate outcome was that Philip became uh, became leader of Spain, but he had to renounce his titles in France. And also, Spain started to erode as a world power, mm-hmm. and Britain kind of became more and more of a leader. So, yeah. Sounds like legalities. <laughs> it was. It was, you know, it was a big deal who you were born to back in the day. So, mm-hmm. Well, some families still take pride, right, Brandon Ellis? The Ellis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ellis family all the way. I'm waiting for someone to call me to be the... Uh, president president of oklahoma yes exactly (laughs) um so there you have it so captain blackbeard's you know gets a start as a uh quote-unquote legal pirate i guess we could say but um so he began the pirate under benjamin hornigold in 1718 hornigold retired taking advantage of amnesty offered to former privateers of the british government so i guess brandon that might have been a way to get the privateers to stop after the war. (laughs) Um, But it sounds like Captain Blackbeard or, you know, Teach then uh, took his, didn't, didn't want to retire. So he took command of his own ship during the next two years. Teach cultivated a reputation for cruelty, repeatedly preying on coastal sediments of the West Indies and the Atlantic coast of North America. Um, Blackbeard supposedly fought a running duel with the British 30 gun man of war. 
He would plunder merchant ships, forcing them to allow his crew to board their ship. The pirates would seize all of the valuables, food, liquor, weapons. Ironically, despite his ferocious reputation, there's actually not a whole lot of verified accounts of him killing people. There's just a lot of legends. This feels very Pirates of the Caribbean isn't too far off. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting that vibe right now. Yeah. So um, he he was generally prevailed as being feared. That's the big thing. Legends being feared. Maybe like being afraid more of the idea of him than actually of him. But some of, uh, some of the tales that you'll find interesting. One tale claims he shot his first mate saying... If I didn't shoot one or two crewmen now and then, they'd forget who he was. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Um, another legend is that after having too much to drink, which we're seeing this as a common trend in these stories, you'll see. Um, he said, come, let us make hell of our own and try to lo how long we can bear it. So they went to the ship's hold. They closed the hatches, filled several pots with brimstone and set it on fire. Soon the men were coughing and gasping for air from the fumes, all except Blackbeard, who scrambled out for fresh... Uh, they scrambled out for fresh air, and he was just fine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's so just... you wonder, Brandon, you'll have to tell me after all this, like, what do you think's true and what do you think's just not true? <laughs> you know, it's one of those characters where, you know, it's crazy that he was still so feared to this day, and now he's just become like a legend at this point. Yeah, it almost feels like the Paul Bunyan type stuff or, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, John Henry, Johnny Appleseed, kind of almost in that folklore, but in a bad way for this guy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Following the year, he converted a captured French merchant man into a 40-gun warship called Queen Anne's Revenge. Okay, this is important. He'll be with the ship for a while, all right? And soon became notorious for outrages along Virginia and Carolina coast and the Caribbean seas. Um, uh, let's see here. So general history claims that he had as many as 14 wives, but documentation was lacking back then. <laughs> um, the important part of this though, is his last wife was a lady named Mary Orman of Bath, North Carolina. So we'll have to visit that sometime, Brandon. But, I know. I can't want to go there. Yeah. Well, supposedly he wasn't married to her for a long time, but it was the last of his wife before he died. And I think there's a picture of him in, in Bath, North Carolina, like in the town hall or something. Um, but anyway, so Blackbeard often fought or simply showed himself wearing a big feathered tricorn. That's where you can kind of see drawings of him. Having multiple swords, knives, and pistols at his disposal, of course. <laughs> what good pirate would he be without that? Uh, it was reported uh, that he had hemp and lighted matches. Uh, he had his enormous black beard, of course, during battle. Accounts of people saw him fighting say that he looked like the devil with his fearsome face and the smoke cloud around his head. Hence, oh. you know, the smoking and stuff. This image really cultivated his image and uh, the fear of him as a pirate. Teach had headquarters in both the Bahamas and the Carolinas. He lived on the island of Nassau where he named, uh, and sorry for these islands and ships, these are, some of these are tough words, but uh, it was a privateer republic at the time. Governor Charles Eden of North Carolina received booty from Teach in return for unofficial, unofficial protection and gave him an official pardon. Teach left the area with the royal governor Woods Rogers, unlike the majority 
of pirate inhabitants. They would welcome the governor, accept the royal pardons, but Teach wouldn't do that. Okay. Uh. Captain Blackbeard claimed to fame was the blockade. So this is kind of the more what we have in history part. Uh, the details are pretty messy, but the gist of it. Charleston, South Carolina, he formed a blockade in May 1718. Blackbeard entered the mouth of Charleston Harbor with Queen Anne's Revenge and three lighter vessels. He plundered five merchant uh, merchant freights attempting to enter or leave the port. No other vessels could transit the harbor for fear of encountering the pirate. <laughs> aboard, aboard one of the ships that Blackbeard captured in the harbor mouth was a group of prominent Charleston citizens. Brandon, have you ever heard the name Samuel Rag? I don't know, but anyways, I have not actually. Okay, well, that's one of the citizens apparently. So no, <laughs> I had neither. Blackbeard, yeah, apparently he had you know people. <laughs> Blackbeard held these hostages for ransom, making an unusual demand. Can, can you guess what his demand was, Brandon? What would he be asking for the ransom? Booty. He wanted medicine. A chest of what? medicine. I know. Oh. Well, if you think about it, I'm sure they weren't living healthy on the ships. I got to tell you I that. I mean, that does make sense. Now that I think yeah. about it. I, one of the random things I learned in science class was scarvy. Do you know what scarvy was? It was a. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lack of oranges or citrus. But also, Brandon, have you ever been to Charleston or Savannah? I've never been to Charleston. I've been to Savannah, uh, and I absolutely love the downtown. It seemed, yeah, just very historic sites. So. Um, Charleston, another thing to add to the list of this part of history. Big fan, big fan. Mm -hmm. So uh, he asked for the medicines, and uh, when it came time to the ransom, they did make an uh, make a trade, and uh, people were unharmed. And uh, Blackbeard did receive the medicines in return. So his whole and then his whole squad escaped northward. Shortly after, Blackbeard sunk two of his uh, ships. At the Buford Inlet. Uh, this was known by the crew as maybe being being on purpose. He did this deliberately in order to downsize his crew and increase his own share of the treasure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, talk about uh, <laughs> taking your own uh, own fleet out for your own for your own personal gain. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> Deliberate or not, though, he stripped three of the ships of all treasure and uh, and got rid of them. And he went to Bath, North Carolina again. Uh, he finally accepted a pardon under the Royal Act of Grace and uh, and enjoyed his loot. In 1718, Blackbeard established his base in North Carolina, forcibly collected tolls from ships and um, as they would come into the harbor in and out and of the North Carolina colony. So pretty, pretty smart, <laughs> pretty, pretty corrupt at the yes. request. Yeah, yeah. At the request of Carolina planters, the lieutenant governor of Virginia dispatched a British naval force under Lieutenant Robert Maynard. Okay, so this is where they're going to they're gonna play some offense against Blackbird. They want him down, okay? Good football term right there. Yeah, thank you, yes. So after a hard fight, they would succeed in killing Blackbird. Here's, the, here's kind of the sketchy details to it. Uh, after accepting a pardon, uh, Teach had apparently retired from piracy, supposedly. However, the governor, you know, was concerned about him just being in the sea out there. And, you know, may or may not acting like a pirate. So he decided to eliminate Blackbeard, even though he lived outside the jurisdiction. <laughs> uh, Blackbeard operated in coastal waters, so it's difficult for ships to engage him in battle. But they set two smaller sloops under the command of Maynard and instructed him to hunt them down and destroy Blackbeard with a reward of 100 pounds 
Were they using pounds back then, I guess, in the U.S. probably? I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, because it's still an English colony. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So Maynard and his men decided to wait until the following morning because the tide would be more favorable. Blackbird had a crew of about only 19 people, so he's very vulnerable. Wow, uh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, so they he was enjoying retirement, I guess, out on sea, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, a small boat was set ahead at daybreak. They fired upon it and quickly retreated. Blackbeard's superior knowledge of the inlet was much help, so he and his crew, but he and his crew had been drinking, of course, in the cabin the night prior. <laughs> Good. Yep. Throughout Classic. the yeah, so throughout the night, Blackbeard waited for Maynard to make his move. Blackbeard cut his anchor cable and quickly attempted to move towards a narrow channel. Maynard made chase, however, his sloops ran aground, and there was a shouted exchange between the captains, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure it was all clean language. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was very appropriate. Oh, yeah. Eventually, Maynard's sloops were able to float freely again, and he began to row towards Blackbeard since the wind was not strong enough at the time for setting sail. When they came up, so I guess Blackbeard couldn't escape. So, yeah, it's just rowing towards him, frantically trying to shoot at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when they came upon Blackbeard's ship, they were hit with a devastating attack. Uh, six men were killed, ten were injured. The sloop fell, and uh, then the following action occurred. Maynard continued his pursuit, forcing them to go ashore. Maynard ordered many of his crew into holds and ready to be boarded. As his ship approached Blackbeard, they saw mostly empty decks. They assumed it was safe, and they did. Teach was killed instantly, and the battle ended. So kind of uh, pretty quick. Like, yeah, they were just toast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, supposedly... Teach was shot five times and stabbed 20 times before he died. And so that could or could not be true. But what is true is his head was decapitated. Oh. Yeah. So legend had it that his uh, immediately after his death, uh, his headless body uh, swam around two to seven times before sinking. That's probably not true. But the headless body. Yeah. But the pirate's body was decapitated. And his head was affixed at the end of a bow spirit of his ship, and it sat there for days. Um, apart from the luxury of Blackbeard, which earned him the nickname, the most prominent aspect about him, like I said earlier, was uh, was the legend, but also the treasure. Brandon, we can't do a pirate story without the treasure. I was going <laughs> to say, you got to give me something. So, supposedly, no one has found the treasure, and more than likely... Before you go searching for it, folks, it didn't exist, probably. <laughs> but that's what they want us to believe. <laughs> um, so it probably didn't exist. But the wreck of Queen Anne's Revenge, however, was discovered off the coast of North Carolina by divers in the mid-1990s. Hundreds of artifacts were recovered from the site, but obviously no, no uh, gold or silver or treasure in that nature. Just, you know, uh, artifacts. So navigational devices, cannons... You know, swords, stuff that Brandon would really be into and probably would pay for. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, classics. Yeah, probably hung up in a museum. So, anyways, there you have it, our mobster at the sea. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure how organized crime, but uh, I thought it was an interesting piece, you know? I mean, a mobster is just someone that's, you know, into criminal activity. Yeah, yeah, and he was, uh, he definitely fits the bill. And he might have been our uh, oldest one we've done so far, I think. I think he is. Yeah. So Edward Teach or Edward Thatch, a.k.a. Captain Blackbeard. Uh, folks, 
Make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Feel free to DM us, slide into the DMs if you have people you want us to do. Uh, we I kind of got the pirate idea from Seth Nickel, actually. So wow. shout, shout out to out. Seth. Yeah. But we got it. We got to do some other mobsters that some of our friends have hit us up for. So we'll definitely do that. But I'm your co-host, Sam Braden. And this is Brandon Ellis. Signing off.